Good morning, church. Welcome to Missions Weekend. I don't know if you saw, but everything's a little bit different out in the atrium today. And it's exciting and busy out there. But we wanted to start off our service today just with a word of prayer. So would you please join me? Dear God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you are the strong and mighty and powerful God that you are. You control the wind and the waves. You control everything around us. And you still choose to use us as part of your story and as part of your plan. So I pray that you'll take this um, the service today and you'll show us your strength and your power. And that you'll continue to move in and through our lives. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Well, we gather in the name of our Savior. Philippians 2 says that the name of, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And, every, and their every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Let's stand together, please, as we begin. you all sound really good this morning. Como é? Bonjour, como é? This is Mission Weekend. That's Creole for I hope you feel fine and it's good to see you this morning. And so you can say that to uh, the folks out there next to the uh, Haitian um, 
the Haitian works there where they have pictures of the kids and all that kind of thing. So anyway, I, you know, I thought, well, I'll just share a little bit with you. After 20 years in Haiti, I ought to know the greeting, you know. But uh, anyway, these are the announcements. I want to make sure that you re recognize what they are and that you write them down and that you participate. The first one, the first one I want you to look at is this, uh, this coming and tomorrow on the second, we're going to have our, um, we'll have our uh, senior luncheon and it's at 11 o'clock, 11.30, I'm sorry. And it's $5 and you can come, it's across the way in the, in the uh, where the contemporary service is. We talked about that this morning. You, if you go over there now, it's the contemporary service. You come here at 11.30 and it's a luncheon. <laughs> so when you think about the men we have here at church that'll go in there and make a complete change in that room so that we can have a luncheon, it's really fantastic. And so Matt and all his guys will get in there and change things around so we can have a, serve, we can have a luncheon. So they do a lot of work and a lot of changing around. So that's tomorrow at 11.30. And then uh, also, if you wanted to order a memorial brick, and you say, well, what's that? We have a memorial cemetery here, and it's over in the, in the, old, in the big uh, parking lot. As you drive into the parking lot, you see a, a piece of marble standing up, and it's back in there, it's a cross. And if you have a loved one that you would like to order a brick and put it in the cross that's in there, you can do that. It's an engraved brick. And if you would like to do that, you can get an application for that out at the, uh, at the visitor's desk. They have them there. And uh, so and, and next week will be the last time you can order them because it takes about... Well, about three, four months. It'll be the first of the year before we get all the bricks back with the engraving on it. The name of the individual, then a scripture verse. And so, so if you'd like to do that, make sure that you uh, go out and uh, get an application, and you can, and you can come and you can tell us where to put the brick, and I'll be there along with Sue and Will, and Pastor uh, Sam too, probably, and we'll sh help put the brick in the ground, and then it'll be there. And so you can go in and look at it when you want. And so that, that is the order blanks are out at the desk. And so if you have not been here before, there it is. It's up on the screen, Bob. There he goes. Yeah. <laughs> he told me he was going to, sh to show you how to do it, you know. <laughs> That's the code up there. You can put it by your phone and, uh, and then also use that that uh, telephone number, 904-441-6900, it'll give you all the information on what goes on here at the church. And so make, make yourself avail, avail, avail yourself of that. And so let's see if I got them all here. Oh, this coming Wednesday, Pastor, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Bobby Crum will be leading in the worship service on Wednesday night. So we have a worship service in here at seven o'clock on Wednesday night for an hour. And you can come in here and sing and share and Bobby will share with you from the word. And so that's Pastor Bobby Crum. And you say, well, who is he? Well, if we, if we all left here and went over to the contemporary service, he's the guy that's leading the orchestra over there. 
uh, and where Kevin leads it here for us. And so that's Bobby Crumb. And so make sure you come if you'd like to worship on Wednesday evening. And that's at 7 o'clock. Uh, let's see. 6 o'clock. What did I say? <laughs> I, I do that purposely so that she'll remind me. And then one of the other things I need to share with you. You know, this is Mission Sunday, and all the missionaries are out there, and you got a thing in your bulletin on the number of people that are out there and what they represent. And I'm, I, I want you to go out after church and walk, and just don't go by and just kind of pretend like you didn't see it. You know, sometimes we do that. You know, people walk by, and they, they don't want to be confronted with the, with the people at the mission state, stop and say hello. Tell them that you're praying for them. And make sure that they know that you care and that you'll watch over them and pray for them. Because we have a lot of them out there that do unbelievable things throughout the world in the, in, here, right here in St. Augustine, in St. John's County. So they're all out there. And one other thing I got to share with you, which is really neat. I don't know that we have a quilt ministry here. Do you all know that? A quilting ministry? And there's a bunch of ladies that, that come in on Monday and then Thursday and Friday, I think. And they are up there making quilts and all. And then we take them and hand them out to different people. But they've been working on a project that's going to be taken to the mission field this fall, this winter, early winter. And uh, they, they've cut out 800 teddy bears. And their teddy bear is about this big, and there's a little hole in the side, and they're going to take all these teddy bears to uh, Honduras, and they're going to have the kids. Guatemala. Guatemala. I, I'll, <laughs> Ecuador. Is that South America? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they're going to take they're going to take all the uh, these teddy bears, and the kids are going to stuff them. And they're going to put a verse of scripture in the bear, and then that bear is their bear to take home. And what a wonderful gift. And they're all colors, green and pink and white, and they're just really beautiful. And they finished them this week, 800-plus teddy bears. And they're about this big. And so you really, uh, if, you, if you really are interested, go and see what they're doing up there. And if you're in around here during the week, and go up and see all the things that they do. We want to welcome you, and we're glad you're here. And we ask that this service will be a blessing, a little bit different than the normal service, but you're going to get a view of all the different kinds of missionaries and the type of missions that Anastasia supports. Thank you, Carl. Let me ask you a question. How many of you, by a show of hands, are familiar with or know the song, Hear the Call of the Kingdom? How many of you know the song? It was sort of the same way it was in the first service, except we had choir folks out there, and there were like three hands that went up. I said, really? Okay. So, I'm going to teach you the chorus to the song right now. And then, when we get there, you'll have something that you know that you can hang your hat on. However, just pay attention to the words as we look at the spirit how special today is as we have a missions focus. But this is the chorus, King of Heaven. 
King of heaven, we will answer the call, we will follow, bringing hope to the world filled with passion, filled with power to proclaim salvation in Jesus' name. Does that ring a bell for anybody? Still no. All right, sing it with me. King of heaven, we will answer the call, we will follow, bringing hope to the world, filled with passion, filled with power to proclaim salvation in Jesus' name. So how many of you have heard hear the call of the kingdom, or at least are a little familiar with it. You're doing better. Let's, let's stand. One, two. Stand with me, please. Now, I'm going to start with verse one. Pick it up as you go. Hear the call of the kingdom. Lift your eyes. Let his song rise within you as a fragrant offering of how God, rich in mercy, gave in Christ to redeem all who trust in his unfailing grace. Verse 2.
Be seated, please. Now, with a show of hands, how many of you know or are familiar with?
this morning, fully believing and convinced of his love for you, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, greet someone else with that same joy that you have. Try to find somebody you don't know. We have some folks you may not recognize. Go after them. Wish them this well this morning. Good morning, church. We are so great, grateful for you, and we are so glad that you are here. I know you've already heard this is Mission Sunday, 
Praise the Lord. Matthew 28 tells us to go out and share the gospel to all nations, to all. And so that's what we're doing on Mission Sunday. You will meet, uh, I believe you're going to meet from America, international, and local missions. So I encourage you. Many of the ministries that you will meet in the atrium, we are helping to support them financially through gifts to the, through the church budget and also through Acts 1-8 Mission Fund. We want to thank you for supporting the kingdom of the Lord. And thank you for your generosity. And thank you for not only giving your, your offering, but also your time for some of you. So after this service, consider not only your financial generosity, but also consider how the Lord would have you share your time maybe, or your abilities as well. Or just go out in the atrium and give them a hug. I think they'd like that as well. One of the local missions, um, Homeless Coalition, has been around for, I can remember in the, in the late 80s, um, Gene Harden and Jim Harden, they started, and started the, that uh, mission here locally in town, uh, finding homes for people. And I remember their first house. My husband helped do the grants for the 501Cs and the grants to find funding for them so that they could buy the houses. And praise God, they are still doing that. They are still building houses and buying houses over off Masters Drive. I encourage you to stop not only at their booth out in the atrium, but others as well, and just chat and find out what you can do for them. Let us pray together over our offering and the generosity of our church. Would you please pray with me? Father, Lord, I lift up all the different ministries that are out in the atrium, Father. And I lift up our church that you've given us the ability to have such a generous church, to give and help so many of the ministries that are out there. Father, I just pray that you will continue to grow us so that we can help grow them and so that we can be a Matthew 28 and go share the gospel everywhere. We just love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. amen. Thank you. want to be with you in heaven, but do I want to be with you in a lost world? I want to be with you in glory, but do I want to be with you in despair?
Anastasia Church. It's Mission Sunday, and we're here uh, with Wendy Lance Condell. And Wendy, you have been just a champion in missions work. Uh, you're involved uh, with Epicure, Hope for Haiti. Uh, you just got back from Ukraine. How did you have such a passion for mission work and doing missions, um, not only in our community, but internationally all over the world? Well, um, you know, praise God. That's just how God put me together. I think I am, um, you know, I think God laid missions on my heart when uh, when I was uh, younger. I think um, Elizabeth Elliot uh, was a big uh, mentor of mine, just reading her books, um, watching how she went back to go serve a community that um, actually killed her husband. And she went back with her children to minister to them and uh, won over a whole tribe for Jesus. And that really inspired me. And uh, Pushed, pushed me toward missions, and um, as a new Christian, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Talk a little bit about Epicure, what you're doing with them. So my sister founded Epicure when she um, was inspired by a movie that she watched called Wasted, and my sister's always been very passionate about feeding people, and um, especially the food insecure. We grew up in an environment that um, where we were food insecure, and we didn't always you know, have food in the refrigerator. We didn't always know where our next meal was coming from, and so you know, when we watched um, that movie Wasted and figured out that there was a solution to the problem because America throws away 30 to 40 percent of the food that is manufactured in the United States, it goes straight to a landfill. And so the thought that we could rescue the food and feed the people was like a light that went off. And so um, she went down that path and uh, I was, um, you know, right there with her to support her in that ministry because it's so important. And, you know, right now we feed over 2,000 families every single week. Not people, families every week. So. That's incredible. Yeah. Hope for Haiti, share a little bit about what you've been doing with that uh, organization. Absolutely. Shay and Peter uh, Fontana at hosted a missions trip where they invited some nurses and medical professionals to go with them um, to work with a local clinic there and to conduct um, health screenings on some of the children. And that was my very first one. And I um, immediately responded and said, yes, that's what I always wanted to do. And uh, ever since then, I've been going back as often as I possibly can. Um, there's still about, you know, there's over 40 orphans there. There's 150 school children there um, that still need our love and support and care. You just got back from Ukraine. Uh, share a little bit about what God's doing there. So in Ukraine, um, even though it, uh, you know, not much has changed since the war broke out, the, the front lines, you know, wax and wane back and forth between Russia and Ukraine. Um, many, many lives are being lost. Uh, limbs are being lost. Um, families are suffering. Um, there's not much food um, on these front lines. Um, available not even for the soldiers. Um, they're out of their medications, and there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, but praise God, yeah, he's moving in a mighty way among the churches there. Even though Russia's been targeting the evangelical churches, um, and over 240 have been destroyed, many more probably since that, that count was taken, um, you know, the, the, the ministry is still very strong. The, the churches have turned into humanitarian aid centers, and through the churches, they are bringing in the medical supplies that are needed, the, the food, the shelter. Um, and so it's really the churches that are there that are ministering and serving to their community, bringing, um, bringing the health, the wellness, the food, um, the care, the support, the love, the counsel, um, you know, everything that they need. And uh, lives are being saved for Jesus because of it. 
Our theme is Ready, Set, Go this Sunday, and it seems you were just always going. <laughs> Why do you do this? Um, because I have seen with my own eyes the miracles that God performs when you say yes. Um, you know, it didn't always make sense for me. I've been on many trips um, to many areas that I never thought that I would be in. Um, but when God calls us and you respond and you say yes, um, you know, the things that he shows you, the way that he changes you, um, you know, the, the connections that you make, the people that you meet um, will change you forever. It changes your story. And honestly, I, you know, it is a privilege to be part of God's story when you answer and say yes, because he has um, just experiences that you, know, you wouldn't get to experience if you just stay home in the comfort of your own home. You should go. Yeah, we were talking earlier and you were sharing, you just go and then you worry about the details later, <laughs> where I think for most people, they've got to have all the details figured out yeah. and then they decide if they're going to go or not. But you just, if God's calling, you just go. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and I, I, I am, my circumstances have changed now, but there was a time when I was a single mom uh, working night shift to pay my bills, going to school. Um, you know, working on my master's degree, trying to take care of my kids, you know, trying to, you know, working at Epicure and had a lot going on. And um, God would call me to go on a mission trip and it did not make sense at all for me to go. And if I would have, you know, stammered and thought about it for just two seconds, I could have come up with a hundred reasons why I shouldn't go. Um, but my response was yes. And God worked out all the details for me to be able to go. And, uh, and while I was on this particular mission trip, um, not only were we able to, um, you know, make a difference um, in that community and in that city, um, but an answer to a very big prayer came about when I responded and said yes um, to go to the Abacos after after a hurricane. Um, that was where I met um, a person who um, stepped up to to save a child's life that I had been praying for for a very long time and provided the resources. Um, and, and share that story yeah. because it's amazing. Yeah, so I was actually on a plane on my way to the Abacos after the hospital had voluntold me that I should go and um, respond to the hurricane that had happened, Hurricane Dorian. And um, again, another situation that didn't really make sense for me to go, um, you know, being, being a single mom, working nights, going to school. Um, and, but, you know, I, I immediately responded and said yes, because I, I love doing this sort of thing. And, and thankfully, God worked out all the details for me to be able to go, um, but, you know, financially, time-wise, vacation time, kids, animals, pets, all the things, the house, um, everything just fell into place. And um, while I was on the plane on the way to the Abacos, um, I had been praying for one of the children at the village in Haiti uh, who was born with a congenital heart defect, which was going to soon be fatal for him if we didn't get him the help that we needed. And uh, while I had been working and praying for almost a year trying to figure out how to get him here, um, I'm sitting in the back of this plane on the way, and I hear the owner of this plane um, sort of explaining to the doctor that I'm traveling with um, how um, he got involved in sort of in missions, and that was that his son was born with a congenital heart defect. And um, when the technology caught up with his defect and they were finally able to save his son, out of that gratitude, he founded a charity called Patrons of the Heart. I just about fell out of my chair in the back of that plane. Of course, I'm like, I need to talk to him. I need to talk to him. And uh, he came back in the plane and heard my story and just patted me on the shoulder and said, don't worry, Wendy, we'll get your kid here. And shortly after that, he was flown here and had two major open heart surgeries, multiple cardiac catheterizations, and he is alive and well and doing well. And many of you know this child and have met him. He's here at the church um, attending uh, Anastasia Baptist 16. So. 
And, you know, these are the miracles that you see when you say yes to God Absolutely. and you go. Yeah. And, and so we just want to encourage uh, the church family uh, today to go. Absolutely. The Women's Refuge, we are first a discipleship ministry. Um, we assist in uh, jail ministry. We help women coming from um, all different places, all walks of life. Um, the women come here and uh, we help them get back on their feet. Um, they grow in the Lord. Um, we help them get a job in their, in their third phase. You're um, one of our partner ministries uh, and Anastasia, uh, as a church, we support you. We'll share a little bit about what that support means and, and what it helps you accomplish. Well, your support um, helps us keep our doors open. Um, we have women that um, come here from um, institutions and hospitals and from hopeless places. And um, so we keep our home running and helps us pay for materials and food and Bible studies, um, hygienes, everything that we need here to keep this ministry going. Uh, Richard and Jeffrey Starrett are here. They're helping you with some floors. Uh, I know volunteers are crucial, and I'm thinking if there's somebody in the church maybe is looking to get involved or volunteer, just maybe share how important that is and, and maybe um, you know places where volunteers can plug in. We need help with transportation. Um, uh, if, you're, if God lays it on your heart to come in and do a Bible study, you can contact me and we can move forward from there. Uh, we have uh, many opportunities for volunteering. Well, today we're working on the, the floor. The kitchen and dining room both had some rot, had some uh, uneven flooring surfaces. So yesterday we came in, we demoed the whole floor, Jeffrey floated the floor, and now today we're installing the LVP. Yeah, this is incredible, and what a blessing uh, to the Women's Refuge. Um, what would your encouragement to be uh, to the church uh, as far as getting involved and, and doing missions? I mean, how, how has it blessed you, and, and what, would you, what would be the encouragement to them? I believe God has, has led me to do this kind of work. He's blessed me with skills in my hands that I can do these kind of things, and I can tell you, for me, it's as much blessing for them as it is to me, to see how it affects them, just the small things that we're able to do sometimes, and it seems to affect them, you know, in an enormous way. So to me, it's, it's, it's a blessing to me to be able to do this kind of stuff also. So now we're here at the home of Alpha Omega, and we're blessed to have Lisa Franklin, who is the CEO, Executive Director of Alpha Omega Miracle Home. And uh, Lisa, tell the church a little bit about what is going on with Alpha Omega right now. All right. Well, Alpha Omega has been around for 20, almost 25 years now, and we are a home for unwed moms, their children, and senior women over the age of 60 who find themselves um, homeless and really needing a support system. And you know the prices in St. John's County, so we are here to truly love on them, give them stability, accountability, um, the comprehensive services that they need um, to be successful in our community. Alpha Omega is one of our partner agencies, which means church, when you give to Acts 18 Missions, uh, a little portion of that is going uh, to Alpha Omega. Um, share a little bit about over the years what that support has meant to you and to the ministry. Uh, so, Pastor Bobby, when we um, 
do our budget each year, we always look at the budget and you just have to lean on God and know that He is the one that's going to supply our needs. And we could not do it without the partners. And Anastasia Baptist Church has done such a beautiful job over the years in supporting our community, um, not only financially, which is such a blessing, but also through the volunteers, through diaper drives through so many different supportive ways. So we cannot say thank you enough to the church for making that happen. We need volunteers, we need, um, we need a team of people to help us to love on these young ladies and these children and really share the love of Christ. And that's what they need to see. When we say yes to God, He equips us, He teaches us, um, He has grace and mercy on us if we don't know what we're doing and he will provide um, that encouragement to make that step, um, fill out that application to become a volunteer, and you will just, you'll, you'll be blessed. I, I don't know how else to say it, Bobby. It, yeah. We always say we're not qualified, but God says, if I call you, you're qualified, right? Absolutely. Share with the church family what is happening outside behind these offices. Yeah. Yeah, so we were talking about qualified. When God placed this on my heart in 1993, um, we opened our first home in 99. Um, over the years, he has continued to supply our needs in housing. We have 20 properties at this point, but the need is great. Um, we have a new campus, and on our new campus, we will add an additional 20 um, apartments, and we'll also have a com community of resource center and a child care, and just watching him do what only God can do. It's just amazing to get out there and see what God is going to do with you and your team because, you know, you have a schedule, you have events, but, you know, when you go out there into an environment you really got to depend on the Lord, He really shows up. And uh, this one particularly, Ecuador, is really great because uh, if you haven't done missions, uh, this is a great one to get started on uh, because the Pates, the ministry, Pate Ministry has been there for so many years and they receive mission teams that uh, they have a schedule of events that just plugs you in and you get immediately involved with seeing what the Lord is doing with uh, kind of like a uh, a mini VBS kind of kind of thing where we go out, we visit kids, and, and put on uh, about a two-hour uh, program, giving a lesson and songs and all this, and it's two a day. But you see so much of the the culture and get to visit with the people. Uh, it's just a great experience. When is the upcoming trip to Ecuador, and what will you be doing? Okay, so. The upcoming trip is the 25th of November through the 1st of December. Uh, and that sounds like Thanksgiving, but it's actually after Thanksgiving. And uh, it's a one-week trip. Uh, we fly out of Fort Lauderdale. It's a four-hour flight. This is an inexpensive trip as far as uh, mission trips goes. Um, we get in there. We stay the night uh, in the hotel. And then we make our way through the beautiful countryside to... Montaneta, uh, on the coastal region, and uh, we'll be there for five or six days doing our, our thing, and then we come back to uh, Guayaquil, uh, the second largest city in Ecuador, 
and get back on our plane, come back home. Don, what would you say to the people watching this who are hesitant to get involved in missions? What encouragement would you give them to go? Uh, from my own experience, it's a process that you go through where you're excited, you feel like you want to do it, it's something you wish the Lord would kick you on a journey for, but you go through these moments of not being sure and doubt, and a lot of people might decide to, you know, take that opportunity and, and get away from it when they really need to push through that, and they'll find themselves getting closer and closer to the trip that... Uh, the Lord starts showering them more and more with confirmation. And then once they get on the trip, they'll definitely feel like they did the right thing by going. It's something that's going to improve your walk with the Lord exponentially. What growth might occur in your life over two years of being in town and going to church and Bible study is really great. But I can tell you that you're going to grow a tremendous amount. And you're, and you're going to learn so many things about yourself and in a, a long mission trip or, or even the, the shorter ones that we do. Yeah, I think there's something about going on a mission trip where you kind of get outside your comfort zone and you're, you're kind of in faith just seeing what's going to happen, what God's going to do, and just an openness to how he's going to lead. Has that been your experience? Yeah, and, you know, out of your comfort zone, may turn some people off, but uh, you'll actually find that you feel more embraced uh, in this, what you thought was going to be out of your comfort zone. It's just a special kind of anointing that you receive from the Lord that uh, makes you say, wow, Lord, I haven't experienced you like this in a long time. And uh, it's in those environments that we feel like we're really being used in a, in a tremendous way. My name is Robin Bren. I work here in town. Um, I'm actually a nurse, but I um, work in one of the nonprofits at Alpha Omega. I'm uh, also involved here very heavily at church. I work in student ministry and cancer care team and missions council. So um, I try to engage in all the ways that God calls me to be a part of his mission. Robert, I know earlier uh, this year, or was it last year, you went to... Uh, earlier this year. Earlier this year, mm -hmm. you were in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Share a little bit about what you did on that trip and how God worked. Yeah. Well, the mission in Costa Rica is called The Nest, and um, Karina and James Beach are the ones that started that. Um, and God kind of gave them the vision for what they're doing there. It's working with an indigenous tribe of people called the Bribri. They're in the uh, rainforest of the Talamanca Mountains down in very southern Costa Rica. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, but in this particular culture, there is a lot of generational abuse of every type, um, starting at very early ages. And um, so there are a lot of women, girls dealing with stress, post-traumatic stress, really, kind of thing. And so um, when they talked about this, it just seemed like a wonderful way to go and serve and to help other women um, and perhaps very young women. Um, and it was this particular tip, trip was a, a group of all women. And we went down there to basically um, just to provide a conference for the women and children, to love on them heavily and to share, you know, the good news of Jesus Christ and so it was an amazing trip um, on so many different levels 
working with the women and children was, was wonderful. At the end of every day, we had a hug line, and every lady that was there would come through and get her hug and all the kids. And some of the ladies, you know, it's like if they missed one, they had to run back to the end of the line and start over again. So these are people that are really needing to feel the love of Jesus Christ. Um, and some of the kids, one little girl was very, you know, just kind of that thousand mile stare, just blank the first day. And by the time we were, by the time it was the last day, we were playing freeze tag in rubber boots and she was running and laughing and smiling. And um, you could just see such a change in this child's experience um, all of a sudden really making a difference. So um, it was amazing for all of us, not only serving the Bree Bree people, but um, just what we gained as well. A lot of times people don't realize that, but when you go on a mission trip, uh, it isn't just the serving others. You gain as much blessing, I think I do always, as the people that you're serving. And so that's, to me, um, not an expected blessing, but always comes, it always happens. Um, and sometimes in ways you don't even expect. So um, it was a wonderful trip and we felt, um, we felt the impact. It was great to connect with the ladies who are starting up this ministry and starting the nest and just trying to connect with them and help them find ways to um, perpetuate this. Um, it's, it's really, it's a blessing, honestly, for anybody that goes. I think the whole team, if you asked any of them, um, they would say that they got more blessing out of it than they, than they gave, they feel like, you know, because it truly is. God always works in your heart, always um, tends to grow us and change us. And, and um, you know, when you go to a culture like that, um, it, it makes us as Americans step back and recognize um, that the biggest part of the world is living in very different circumstances than us and God loves every single one of them just as much as he does us. So um, I, I feel like we all have a calling in whatever way we can. Not everybody can go on an international mission trip. Um, they might feel like they're too young or too old or have young children or whatever, but there are always ways that we can contribute um, to the ministry of various groups like this. So um, it, it was a wonderful trip. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing in, mm -hmm. in your heart. You kind of hinted at this, but what would be your encouragement to that person that's watching this on Mission mm -hmm. Sunday? We have a theme of mm -hmm. ready, set, go. Mm -hmm. What would be your encouragement to them? Just maybe somebody's hesitating. Mm -hmm. They maybe feel the pull of God mm -hmm. uh, to maybe sign up for something or go, but they're just hesitating. What would you mm -hmm. say to them? Well, honestly, um, I'm... I, you know, I think a lot of us just realize over time that when God is calling, there's a reason. And, um, you know, when you see him at work, that's our invitation, you know. And that was the thing here. It was just obvious that God was doing such a work there. And, and honestly, I wanted the privilege of being part of what God was doing. Um, and, you know, I remember Pastor Walter several years ago when the faith campaign first began. And he said, you know, if you know Jesus Christ, you're a missionary wherever you are right now, you're a missionary. And if you know someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ, that's your mission field. Um, so all of us are missionaries, should be, every single day. We all have a story to tell about what Jesus has done in our life. Um, and I would say take that, you know, that step of faith, really trust God. Uh, I went on a mission trip several years ago that I didn't know where the money was going to come from. And I was kind of hesitant and thought, well, maybe this isn't the time. And literally overnight, um, God blessed me with the work to cover exactly the amount of the mission trip and the salary that I would have lost while I was gone. And I'm like, okay, God, I guess we're gone, you know. So it is amazing how God will work out those details when you follow where he leads, you know. And it, 
is truly um, and an amazing experience that I think everyone who goes comes back changed, comes back um, with a, a, a closer relationship with God because it's just, it's an experience unlike anything here at home. heard the stories. At, at the heart of Anastasia Church is, is this compelling desire to go out and share the gospel. That's what God called us to do. You know, Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit's going to come to you in power, and you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. And Anastasia, you are doing it. Uh, we're part of local mission support here in St. Augustine, and, and you've seen the stories how in significant ways we are reaching this community for Christ. And you are part of sharing the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth, whether it be in Moldova, India, Ukraine, Canada, wherever. But God's using you. He's using us as church, but also he can use you individually. He wants to use you individually. One of the ways you can help is you can help by supporting the Acts 1-8 Missions Fund if God's calling you to do that. Um, I encourage you as well, just use those offering envelopes. But more importantly, God wants you to be a part of his kingdom. He wants you to be a part of doing what he's doing to bless this world. And so one way that you can do that is there are going to be lots of opportunities that you can see in the atrium this morning. Go out there. See what God is doing through Anastasia and be a part of it. You know, we keep saying here at Anastasia, it's time to run. Well, it is time to run, but it's time to run for you and for me as well. So I just want to challenge you. Get on the starting block. Make a commitment. Ready, set, go. Are you ready? Are you ready to set your mind and your heart on what God is calling you to do? Are you ready to go into our community and into our world and share that? That's what today's all about. That's what Mission Sunday is all about. It's all about following God's calling in each and every one of our lives. I love what Robin said is that every single one of us is a missionary. Every single one of us is called to go and share the story of what God has done. Let's take that seriously. We're coming to a time of invitation. I want to invite you to go into the atrium and see everything that we are doing. See every time that you put money into, um, into that offering plate or you do it online, you are supporting these people, these faces that are going and doing the work that God has called them to do. And that is just incredible. So I encourage you to go out there, check on them, ask how they're doing, ask how you can pray for them specifically and how you can partner with them even more. Also, if you want to take time today, um, just take a next step in your faith, whether that's getting baptized, joining our church, finding a life group. I will be right down here um, in the front as Kevin comes and sings this last song, and I would love to talk to you about that. Let's pray. Dear God, just thank you so much for today. Thank you for a church that cares about missions and cares about what you have called all of us to do. So I pray that we will go and we will take that step. Whatever next step it is, whether that's joining the church, whether that's going and becoming a missionary, whether that's supporting some of these missionaries, 
I pray that we will all take that next step together. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Well, let's stand together, please. We'll sing the first and the last stanza, verse 1 and 3. God of peace make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.